My name is Tanner, and Marshall Blackburn is a thorn that won't go away from my side. What's up, guys? My name is TJ, and I cannot stand Tommy Land. I wish he would go back to California. And this is Views from the 615. Uh, Ooh. Wow, so two women just like, ugh. <laughs> just, ugh, now, ugh. You just think of them. I'm, I'm oh so so sorry to the listeners right now where they heard that and they're like, uh, oh shit, not them. Yeah, I know. Well, they they figure it's gonna be a real good episode. Oh, it is gonna it, be a good episode. But listen, go. we're not talking about those two. No, we're not. Not today. But we're not gonna give them our time. What we are about to do is dive into a couple of political things, mm-hmm. things that are happening around the world in the newsroom, I guess you could say. So this is our Bell Mead episode. Yes. So. Um, realize that this is not cnn obviously like we're not newscasters by any means but we got some opinions right. and we got some things to say but we do like chris como and don lemon though we do, don lemon's come a long way <laughs> a long way after those ferguson protests <laughs> he was like hold on they're looking at me a little different <laughs> now <laughs> i remember that did you see the video uh, of I, hey i'm glad he is He's mm-hmm. doing fantastic. I love seeing now. him on the New Year's Eve telethons when he, he gets, gets drunk. drunk. Yeah, he's like, hey, it's everybody, over. It's, it's Don. over. It's over. Gosh. Well, speaking of Don, mm-hmm. there's one that we're about to discuss. This oh, one God. is not this, that Don. Hey, this one is like a turn up a turn up truck. This is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let me just go ahead and get into this stuff. Okay. So Donald Trump. Uh, y'all know who he is and where he resides, but he um, just rescheduled his rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, in quotations, out of respect for Juneteenth. And of course, this is on CNN politics. And it looks like Trump tweeted that his first campaign rally since the COVID-19 outbreak in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which was originally scheduled, <clears throat> originally scheduled to be held on June 19th, will now be held on June 20th. The day, also known as Juneteenth, is a day of commemoration for the ending of slavery in the U.S. In 1921, Tulsa was the site of one of the worst incidents of racial violence in U.S. history when hundreds of black Americans were killed by mobs of white residents in the Greenwood District. Because they used to call that Black Wall Street. Here's the thing. Sometimes when people come out and say, hey, we want to show respect for these holidays because we know it's important and there's a lot of outcry on this. The reason that you're doing this now is to try to cover yourself. But something's not adding up, Don. The resume doesn't check out (laughs) to the intent of what you're speaking of. Because obviously he announced late on Friday that he is rescheduling the rally to be held on that was on June 19th to June 20th out of respect for the holiday. Trump's decision to hold his first campaign rally in months of the holiday was met with wild, widespread criticism. Duh, you dummy. <laughs> Amid the national outcry following George Floyd's death. Like, dude, we're in the middle of, like Beyonce said, we're in front, we're in the middle of a pandemic, but also a racial pandemic. There you go. We're talking about George Floyd. We're talking about Breonna Taylor. We're talking about Ahmaud Arbery. Ahmaud Arbery, yes. And then, of course, as myself personally, I have 
Trump blocked on all of my accounts. I don't really want to see his stuff, but sometimes I will, for the sake of the show, go and look on his uh, account to see what he said. So he tweeted recently saying, we had previously scheduled our hashtag MAGA rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma for June 19th. A big deal, Trump tweeted. Unfortunately, however, this would fall on the Juneteenth holiday. Many of my African... I'm sorry, I can't even say this without laughing because uh, it doesn't really uh, come, it doesn't make sense here. But he says, many of my African-American <laughs> friends and supporters have reached out to, suge- to suggest that we consider changing the date out of respect for this holiday and in observance of this important occasion and all that it represents. I have therefore decided to move our rally to Saturday, June 20th in order to honor their request. We don't want you there, period, bitch. Like, I'm sorry. Like, that just pisses me off. It's like why why are you doing a rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma? Who are your African American friends? He has none. Cause Omarosa already switched sides. <laughs> Nene already cast that Trump check. There you go. Kenya is not interested in being on The Apprentice. Nope. Kanye said you on your own. So, I mean, I don't really know who these friends are. I would love to know. Who they are, maybe send out a list of those African American mm-hmm. friends because nah, we don't care. I know it's not us. It's definitely and it will never be us. It will never be. You got you damn straight about that. You could never be glamour. You could never get my support. <laughs> Here's the thing though. Trump wants to go and talk about how he wants to observe Juneteenth again. This is him trying to suppress voters to get them to understand like, oh, maybe he's not so bad. Maybe he does have respect for the African-American community. Obviously not, because now he wants to show that the people who had excessive force through the police force on different African-Americans are justified to do that. He thinks that's okay. And uh, I haven't really seen a lot of outpouring with any kind of support for the victims of this police brutality that has been happening time and time again. So that is annoying. But as America works, there are a lot of people out there. There are a lot of trolls out there and both Trump trolls and then like, you know, the people with a little bit of sense, but know how to kind of like stir the pot a bit. So Uh I did see a video go viral on TikTok where a woman suggested, hey, you can actually go to events.trump.com where you can go and get a ticket for this rally that he's holding. And you can do that. You should put in like an email address, but you also have to put in your phone number and they send you like alerts for his campaign. Whenever you get these alerts, Immediately, for his campaign. Listen, <laughs> when you get the alerts for his campaign, you say stop in all caps so that way they quit sending you campaign updates because you have to provide your phone number once you reserve these tickets. But they're obviously saying, hey, reserve the tickets, tell them to stop sending you messages, but you claim the ticket for the rally so that way when the rally happens that like all the tickets have been claimed but no, nobody shows up. <laughs> So I, um, if you're listening and there are still tickets available, I think that's a very funny idea. Um, So that way no one is there for his rally, even though we do know the Trumpkins are going to be there in full force, wearing them ugly hats with their saggy faces, (sighs) with their unseasoned chicken breast to snack on um, that's undercooked and uh, eating probably, (laughs) eating probably... I don't know. What do you think they eat? Like um, unseasoned food. That's all. Maybe like cheese whiz. Um, hmm. Like pumpkin seeds. Light vanilla ice cream. 
like yeah, something sugar free, <laughs> and then um, maybe like some red hots, you know, something like that. Stop. Fireballs, stop. Nothing, nothing that a I lot like of us want. Fireball will. now. Oh well, I'm not talking about the whiskey. I'm talking oh. about the candy. Oh, okay, cool. You cool, know cool. them Ugh. atomic, you know them atomic fireballs. Ugh, I like that. Yeah, so that's what they eat. But yeah, like my statement here is that quit playing African Americans or black supporters. No one who has a a working brain can honestly say, hey, I feel good about this person being in office for another four years. I'm not saying it. I know you're not saying it. Yeah, but you said it, though. You said with a working brain. A lot of people running around here. They don't have no common sense. Candace Owens. There you go. We ain't going to get on. We'll get on her on another episode. Because I don't have the time or patience. There you go. Well, speaking of police brutality and people getting treated wrong. It's still happening, people. There you go. Hey, listen, if you've been protesting, don't stop. Keep signing petitions. Well, according to Yahoo News, in which I actually watched the video, our president of the New York Police Union Association, his name is Mike O'Mara. He feels like the police are getting treated like thugs and criminals Aww. and are being vilified. Aww. He was in a pre- he was in a press conference and he was yelling with his whole group of policemen in the back of him and he pulled out his badge and was like there's no stain on this. Well, here's the thing. There actually is. There's a lot of stains on them because if y'all didn't know, before the police, they were actually called Slave Patrol. And then they changed the name to police. Mm-hmm. It just, for me, New York has been the center of craziness. It was the epicenter for COVID-19. It still is. Yeah. But what I'm talking about is called a little situation called stop and frisk. Oh, yes. Now, he said, we're not doing that. We're not doing it. He was like, the media is vilifying us and the... Twitter and Instagram are literally like gems because they pulled up those records. They pulled up all those police pushing those protesters down, hitting them with uh, pellets and all of that. And throwing, And uh, I think it was a, it was a video of uh, an actually an NYPD officer pushing a girl on the concrete. I did see and, that. Yeah. And my words to Mr. Mike, I understand that you're frustrated and you're mad, but we don't care. You're, you're the president of the union. I don't understand why police have unions. I guess, you know, because of your pensions that you get, over $100,000 in pensions once y'all either leave or retire. Um, that comes out of the taxpayer's money. But I just don't get why you feel like you should have this time to just yell at the media, yell at us. We're the ones out here that are getting beat up. We're the ones that are out here getting shot. And you have the audacity to say that the police are being vilified. You need to work in your own camp and try to fix that instead of going on a tyrant. Because at the end of the day, like you're still getting paid. You the thing is, is that with everything that's happening right now, yes, all eyes are on you. And we get that. And we understand that being a police officer right now. Is probably very tough for people, yeah. but also understand if it's too much to handle, you can leave. You can quit that job. Listen, Walmart is hiring, Kroger is hiring, Costco's hiring, Publix is hiring. Listen, if you want to make me a pub sub, you go right ahead and do it. You can do. It's available. I know it's a bit of humble pie you're gonna have to have with that, but listen, if the job is too much, 
You should maybe leave. find another one. Then leave. Maybe you should find a nonprofit to join, find some sort of organization where you can bridge the gap between police brutality and citizenship because for some reason it's not mixing right now. And I've seen edits of this video that have gone viral mm-hmm. online. Yep. I've seen some people edit it where all of the cops are wearing KKK masks, which I thought, you know, some people might think so. Yeah. And that is that is the case. There are individuals, there are citizens of the state that feel a fear anytime they come in the presence of a police officer. Yeah. And a lot of that is due to what's happening right now. When we see the protests that are happening that are completely peaceful, mm-hmm. there is no violence shown at all. And we all of see, a sudden. We see police officers immediately start pushing protesters, pulling out their batons and hitting them and telling them they need to go off because of... And they make up an excuse. There's really no valuable, uh, tangible information to show that, yes, this person was in the wrong. No, they're not in the wrong. You're being excessive with your force on these individuals, and it's not okay. So, yes, can I understand that you're frustrated? Absolutely. Do I feel sorry for you? No. Because at the end of the day, Mr. Mike, and I'm going to call you Mr. Mike because I'm going to respect you as a man. It's your duty. (laughs) It's I, I made du- a face. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's your duty as president of that New York police union to hold those policemen accountable for their actions. So you can either think about it or you can quit, too, because we don't need anybody that's going to keep on beating us up, shooting at us for no damn reason. So it's on you. I want to switch gears here for a second yes, let's because do I want to talk about something that is definitely taking a toll on me personally, and that is Starbucks. Starbucks is oh my God. is near and dear to my heart. I go there, you know, very often. And I have a little bit of like, hey, this is a messed up situation, but I do have an update as well that's like kind of happening currently as right. we're recording. So Starbucks has recently come out and said that they are not allowing employees to wear Black Lives Matter gear as they are at work. The retail chain said wearing pro-Black Lives Matter pins or t-shirts could violate its dress code policy because the accessories advocate a political, religious, or personal issue. There also have been statements made by Starbucks through their Twitter account and also an email that was sent to employees saying that if you wear these pins... You could somehow entice violence because of saying a political statement like Black Lives Matter. The really interesting part about this, though, is that a lot of employees had a lot of feedback on this saying, you know, I've worked for the company for a very long time. I feel attacked by this. I want to share kind of how I feel about this. And I was reading on BuzzFeed News that there was employees from Starbucks that said blatantly that, yes, There may be policies in place that say we can't be political here, but on the back end of that, in June, during Pride Month, which is very important for all of us to make aware of, they are given pride pins to wear in the stores, which Mm -hmm. for me is a political statement, which is, again... I am all for it. I think it's great to have those kinds of pins, but you cannot say, hey, we're going to give you pride pins, but we also won't let you wear this type of pin because it's a political statement. Those two do not mix there. 
And so obviously a lot of people are like, boo, we're not going to Starbucks. We're not spending our money there. We don't want to do that anymore. And Starbucks was like, oh, shit, we need to do something real quick. You know, they 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 sent they, a couple of emails. like wildfire. The PR team said, guys, it's happening. It's ha-, like that scene on The Office. It's happening. It's, it's happening. happening. Yeah. We've had our first breakdown, guys. We're normally the good guys, but we're bad guys right now. Let's figure this out. So Starbucks recently came out like maybe a day after and mm-hmm. said, okay, let's try to fix this. Right. So I know they immediately donated a million dollars for racial equality across this the country of the United exactly. States. So they're doing that in different cities, which is great. Mm-hmm. But then also they came up with like a t-shirt design where it says Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. and no, no justice, no peace, yep. like all this really cute stuff. And they're like, hey, we're going to distribute this to all of our cafes and our, and our stores so mm-hmm. that can also go to benefit that but then also starbucks recently announced they actually reversed policy allowing employees to wear black lives matter pins or any kind of stuff like that so starbucks is now allowing employees to wear black lives matter attire after an earlier memo said it would violate the dress code policy in a letter to employees recently on friday the Uh, The coffee giant encouraged workers to feel free to wear your Black Lives Matter pin or T-shirt. It says the post was entitled Standing Together Against Racial Injustice. Um, They say to employees, we've heard you and we want to show your support. So just be you. Wear your Black Lives Matter pin or T-shirt. We're so proud of your passionate support of our common humanity. We trust you to do what's right when never forgetting Starbucks is a welcoming third place where all are treated with dignity and respect. I'm going to say something. Yeah, I want you to share with the friends here because I know I wanted to kind of get that out there and then I was like, I'm turning it to Tej on this one. I... So this was very hard for me mm-hmm. because, you know, I worked for Starbucks for five years. And when I seen that post about not letting them or allowing them to wear this, one thing came up to mind. I was like, well, we've always celebrated pride. Mm-hmm. We've always celebrated LGBT, everything. Mm-hmm. And for me, there were no, there would, you and me know, there would be no pride without black lives. So Listen, the let's first, cut throat. The cut, first cut throat. brick thrown at <laughs> by a black trans woman. So let's let us let us put that out there. Second, it was like they're gonna regret this. Starbucks is literally this is gonna be a wildfire. They're like Twitter. I literally seen them on Twitter and Instagram saying, "Don't go to Starbucks anymore. Support black businesses. Support any other coffee shop but Starbucks." And Starbucks was like, "Oh my god! Oh my god!" Wait because minute, let me tell you something. The power. Of the black dollar, it runs thick. It's big. Yeah. It's big. And Starbucks cannot, and this is just from my perspective, mm-hmm. being a former barista in a shift, I don't I don't think Starbucks could handle that. As being a public business, they can't handle that. So they were like, you know what? Fuck it. Y'all can wear whatever. Actually, we're gonna make the t-shirts for you. Because mm-hmm. we're you know, we're sorry, we just playing. That's what I say. We're, we're just, we're play- just playing. <laughs> I'm just, just playing down. We gonna get. We gonna actually uh, give this to a vendor, a black vendor. He's gonna make the shirts, and we gonna give y'all all them shirts to all 250 thousand of our employees. So kudos to Starbucks. Don't do it again. Yeah, you got to be really, really don't careful. Don't don't do it again. You got to be careful because this is not a, this is not the time to play with us. 
please understand that your stance on everything right now is so crucial and important mm-hmm. and, and important as a business because as a black American or a biracial American, it's very, very important to realize that the support that we're given, we give that support back. That's why currently we're all about promoting and supporting black owned businesses and mm-hmm. restaurants. And so, yes, it's tough for us to look at Starbucks, which we kind of go to on a daily basis for them to be like, oh, no, don't wear that stuff. We don't want to entice violence to the point where people are like, no. If you don't let them do this, we are not giving you money. And they said, well, Starbucks felt it, honey. Well, Tabitha, I think we're going to have to go ahead and make some T-shirts now, girl. <laughs> I think we're, I think, you know, go ahead and slap that little mermaid on there and put Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Because guess what? We are with y'all. We're with y'all. As long as y'all spending money and making your frappuccinos and all that stuff, go ahead and come on down. Because oh we think God. that Black Lives Matter and your dollar does too. <laughs> 738 for that frappuccino, sir. <laughs> Do you want it blended or do you want some extra whip? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, <sighs> so I wanted to end things uh, on this episode kind of on a bit of a serious note, very like solemn kind of note. Um, recently, we are now in the month of June and we recently just went through the four year anniversary of the horror or the horrific Pulse nightclubs shooting that happened in Orlando, Florida. This was something that I think I will always remember um, as a member of the LGBTQ community. It's something that sticks with me every year when I think about this. Um, I do go out to nightclubs back when they were open. Obviously, they're not open right now during everything. But if you're unfamiliar with the story, which I hope you're not, but you know, 49 people were actually murdered in this massacre. Um, people around the world were paying tribute to this terrible event that took place. The administration uh, for the Trump administration on this day of the four-year anniversary actually rolled back an Obama-era policy that protected LGBTQ patients from discrimination and required robust language translation services, um, which health experts who worry uh, vulnerable populations will face further risk during the COVID-19 pandemic. So essentially what's happening is during this four-year anniversary of the Pulse nightclub shooting is that the current administration completely took away the rights of LGBTQ people. And for me, it's really tough to see that sort of stuff happen because we literally are in the middle of a racial pandemic, but we also are at a humanity pandemic where there are individuals out there who are wanting to just be treated fairly. There are people who are just needing basic health care. There are people who may not even be in the LGBTQ community who are just wanting to be treated as a human. And the fact that this administration is so evil and rotten, rotten to the core that they want to take that away from people is just disgusting. And so what I really want to share with you guys is understand that our voice matters. Understand the fact of the power of your votes. November is election time, but also get into your mind that these local elections are just as important local government. as our big 
election that happens in November. Because if your voice is not spoken, you will remain silent on these important issues. I can't sit back and understand why someone would choose to choose a certain group of people to say you don't deserve rights because I don't agree with what you do. Mm-hmm. If I'm not hurting anyone, that's really all that should be concerned with because yeah. I can't say the same about police officers right now. <sighs> and they're being treated with much more rights than myself. And so, um, you know, during all of this pandemic stuff, there are people who are asking for blood donations and People who are in the LGBTQ community can't even donate blood because, you know, up until recently, you had to have not had any sexual activity within six months with someone. Now they've boosted it up from three months, but still, I don't deem it fair that blood can't be donated by someone in that community just based on their sexual orientation. So, I mean, scientists have already proven that it has no effect on donating or giving blood unless that person has HIV, but sexual preference has nothing to do with that. Yeah. And I really, I really, really want to stress to you that this is why voting is important. So please, 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 please make sure that you are registered to vote. Um, If you're in Tennessee, you can still register Mm -hmm. up to this point. So go to vote.org and you can register. I, I can't really express how grateful I am that our friends, like our really, really good friends have reached out to us and said, it's because of the podcast that I actually decided to go and register to vote. So I am just really thankful for that kind of opportunity there. But um, yeah, guys, if you're not registered to vote, I definitely suggest Please. you go ahead and do that. Please go vote. We need that. It starts at your local government and it moves all the way up. OK, absolutely. Well, do you I have think, anything else. I think that's it. Um, please Guys, be safe out yes, there. Yes, be safe. Stay six to ten feet away. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. And most definitely wash your ass. <laughs> and with that being said, my name is TJ. My name is Tanner. And this is Views from, from the 615. Peace out. Views from the 615. Hosted by Tanner and TJ. Executive produced by Just Ben and also audio engineered by Summer. Thanks again for listening to Views from the 615.